Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. I chose Fighting. I had to look up the name. Yep. Fighting X Layer EX. Alpha. Fighting EX Layer. E10. Uh, That's the Apple naming system. Fighting X Layer Alpha is a 2019 game from Arika, uh, based on a PS4 game which came out last year of the same name. The founder of Arika made Street Fighter 2, which explains quite a lot of the gameplay here. Yeah, um, if you look at the characters and the way the game plays, it feels very similar to Street Fighter 5 or Street Fighter 4. <laughs> so the characters... I mean, obviously 2 was the last one I ever played, but okay. They, they fully moved over to this 3D thing, which people were kind of apprehensive about. The fact that you can now move around in three dimensions in the fighting arena. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say EX is because there was a version called Street Fighter EX back for the PlayStation 1, which I don't think was very popular, but it was this attempt to make a 3D version of Street Fighter. It looked great, but I think it was like a little bit not like what people were expecting. And I think this company was involved in that too. There's a whole history. There's quite an interesting link on Polygon about uh, how fighting EX... I'm just, saying, I'm just keeping it with X. Fighting X Layer for PS4 came out last year. Um, and a bit of backstory about the whole thing. It's a whole world right. of things. But this is the first time they have gone into a mobile game. Mobular games. Yes. As you like to say. The thing that I really stuck out to me was like Skullomania, the character. Who was your favorite character? Skullomania. Okay. <laughs> and he just seemed really familiar. And it's because he was also in Street Fighter EX. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff happening apparently back in the day that uh, when they made Street Fighter, the co- the founder of Arika, who's also who's called Akira, it's his name backwards. <laughs> mm. He held on to the copyright for the names and the characters. Oh, I see. Which kind of allowed him to keep doing stuff like this. There's a whole there's a whole world of things which I don't fully understand, but it's interesting at least. So my favorite character, Scalamania, was pretty good. I mean, Darun. Darren. <laughs> Darren. Darren. You can like see the uh, the parallels with Street Fighter, right? Skullomania, I say, would be like Dalsim. Mm. Alan would be your Ryu. Uh, Blair would be your Chun Li. Darren. 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 Be, I don't know, M. Bison, maybe. Your, Z- your Zangief. Oh, Zangief, yeah. yeah. But I think the Dash Alpha is not just part of the name, it's also part of the status of the game in that it is <laughs> right. Alpha, which I thought originally just was the name of the game. But I think it actually means, yeah, it's just an Alpha. We're not quite there yet. Um, which is super confusing because a lot of <laughs> Japanese game have like Dash, Omega, Beta, Remix, <laughs> Hyper Squared, yes. which normally it means absolutely nothing. But in this case, because... <laughs> Is actually being used for the right purpose. Yes, for once. Meaning, oh, this is an alpha. So there are a bunch of restrictions or stuff that's not really quite there yet. So you only get four characters out of a potential buttload. Right. Oh, good. Because like I thought maybe I sh- it's it's you know available for me to unlock by playing it. And because I haven't played a lot of it, I didn't get to unlock anyone. <laughs> but okay. I don't believe that is the case. Uh, I think there is scheduled for release next month a sort of an update which will maybe add new characters and I think kind of add new playing arenas. Because right now there's no choice of arena. You just get to play in largely a 
like a training screen. Yeah. Yeah. Like the grid grid. So if you play street oh, fighter it? these days, um, <laughs> you, you know, I do, you have a gridded room so that you can measure your jumps and how far your punch reaches and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. that's clever. I never thought about that. Is you're literally playing in a grid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Huh? Interesting. Now, Sam, do you play fighting games? I, I guess this is a one-on-one fighting game. Is that what, how you would describe this? Is this genre? I think it's just like a, it's just considered a fighting game. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like a one v one fighter. Yeah. I don't know. I think normally, if you say fighting game, stuff like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, all of those come into play. The Smashing Brothers. Smash Brothers, I think Smash is just on like a category on its own, but it is also considered a fighter. Mm. Mm. There's a big convention that happens every year called Evo. Lucian. Just Evo. <laughs> Where a lot of these fighting games are on the main stage and people train all year to go to them and fight in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe Smash is one of... I'm not sure. Smash isn't officially... San- I, if it's officially sanctioned or not, but stuff like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Dragon Ball Fighters uh, is Z. definitely, yeah, with a Z, obviously, mm. uh, are some of the stuff that goes on this big competition. Yep. Mm, okay. Lots of skill involved. Mm, doesn't sound like my kind of thing, but that's cool that it happens. Yeah. Do you play many fighters? Uh, I don't, personally. I think it's, you need to be really good at it and you need to be super technical at them, meaning no wasted clicks. You got to know the patterns. You got to know pretty much how everyone else fights in order to fight against them. So not only an in-depth knowledge of your character or who you main with, which is the term they use, but also... (laughs) uh, Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) How everyone else plays so you can defend against it. But of course, everyone knows the real strategy for winning these games is just mashing all the buttons as fast as possible. That's not true. Oh. <laughs> well, I've just let go of my secret. A lot of times, these games do allow for that because, you know, you're usually playing with someone else and the person you might be playing with might not be experienced in these games and you still want them to have fun. If the game is too rigid and only allows for people who have very precise controls and knowledge of the game to win, then that becomes very boring for the other person. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. It kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Yeah. You can play reasonably just by button mashing. You know, a lot of games these days make room for that just so it's fun because it's fun. Now, in addition to choosing the characters, there is another button on the screen that I never really figured out what is happening. And I wondered if you ever knew what the hell was happening. Gouji Select. Oh, I read that as Gogi. 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 Which in Korean means meat. (laughs) Selects your meat deck. (laughs) I activate the Gogi Gogi power up and find your deck style. Yeah, this was all lost to me because there were a series of little buttons at the bottom as you're playing with a character that that I feel like activated after some point. Like some of them lit up, some of them started flaming a little bit. Um, but I didn't know what to do with it. I thought... I think that is your meat deck, presumably. <laughs> so presumably, in theory, is you can choose which of these special abilities you want, and that adds some extra strategy. Like, do you want to be faster, or do you want to be stronger, or do you want to be wiser? But, but is it something that's just be- passive, or is it something that's... Unleash all your gogi. 
at once and gain an invincible iron body. Right. Rush down your opponent with overhead attacks. Anyway, oh, there's about uh, 12 decks, 15 decks in total, but I never really understood them. But as you say, yes, these mean that icons appear while you're fighting, but they're not tappable. Yeah, they're not tappable. It just, I it don't just seems like, yeah. And when I tr- try to look at the move list, it's very confusing. Command list, right? Because mm-hmm. then it's just like these series of very complicated thing that I feel is not really meant for mobile, right? These seem like controls that were set for the regular controller, like a control stick. Well, I mean, if you look at the manual page, it's very helpful. Meat system, activate the meat <laughs> and power up. Find your own deck style. That's it. That's all you get. No need to input fast. You can take your time in, in making those special attack moves. Hmm. No need to input fast. I never quite understood. So, I mean, is that just... If you're playing with an arcade stick or on a controller, you need to make sure you're not only hitting the movement precisely, but you got to do it at a certain time. Like, you have maybe half a second to complete the input before it registers it. And so that's an important thing. And I think on mobile, that's going to be super hard because your fingers aren't precise as a controller in some way, especially when inputting, TM. inputting movements like half crescent circles or like half circles on the screen, right? Yeah. So yeah, it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, like I don't really understand how these controls registered on this actual game when I was playing it. Did you try some of the special moves as detailed in the manual? I did, but it never felt like I was actually performing them. Mm. Yes, I had that same experience. I thought, oh, great, I can do the Scullo Slider, which is thumb down and then anti-clockwise quarter turn. Which I think I'm doing it now, but I feel like there's a lot of potential. That's what I'm saying with this game. It looks great from what's already there. And I think even if I button mash, it does feel like you're getting some of those combos, right? Uh, And when it actually hits and you get that KO, the feeling is quite nice, especially when you KO with a special move that you've somehow done. Because then it does that multi-angle, everything's a flame, right? (laughs) Screen turns orange and it does KO, KO, KO. And you're like, okay, that was awesome. (laughs) Uh, but then you go straight into the next fight and it's like this endless mode of person against person with just four different players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which so kind of tires out the interest meter quite quickly. Right. Along with your health meter. Exactly. <laughs> interest meter also wanes. So I guess the only gameplay mode that's available is this mode, which is the battle mode, right? Mm-hmm. Which just... There's really no game selection in between. It just puts you up against the next available player and you have to keep on fighting until you lose all your life. Because if there's a point where you lost some of your life from the fight, after you win, it replenishes just a little bit of your life to go on. And the idea is to try and last as long as possible in the game that's available now. Did you ever lose a fight? Yeah, at the at the okay. very end. Mm, okay. Which... We should, we should mention, how many wins did you get in a row in total? Oh, I have no idea. Is that stat available somewhere? Let's see. Let's go back to the main menu. I found that my, my interest waned before my health did. <laughs> I guess there's no way to tell. There's even, yeah, it's, 
So the main menu is just a character select screen. You're not really available to do anything outside of this. Like there's no settings, there's no volume control, right? Yep. Uh, there's only the gogi select. <laughs> yes, I'd like the, to have the the bull gogi, the, the chicken gogi. <laughs> Sam, let's get to the three by threes. Hit me with a good point. Uh, I have a very pained expression in my face right now because I feel the potential in this game, right? So the fighting feels I feel solid. potential in you. The fighting feels solid for a mobile game. Like I felt the button taps registered the movements uh, in a really good way where I felt like I was actually fighting a Street Fighter type game. Right? Which is exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, whenever you did some of the combos, like I started when I when I played through a bunch of people, I got a sense that there were combos available, right? Um, so that felt really good. Like it feels like there's a potential of it being like a pretty good fighting game on mobile. Oh, anyway, that was it. Okay, good. Yeah. Yep, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> Is it though? I mean, it's the start of a game. Yeah. Their strategy was release early to gain interest rather than keep it hidden away until it's fully fleshed out and perfect. So and there's pros and cons of each of those approaches. You know, um, you, our marketing team would often say you only get one chance to make an impression. <laughs> so maybe this is not the best strategy. So for us, we've kind of started playing like, oh, okay, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But now we have to wait a few months if for them to actually build it out into a more of a structured game. And start rolling it out. Yeah. That maybe they missed their shot. Hmm. For us, at least. Yeah. I'll never know. But I I'll keep an eye on it. If they do release an update, I would be interested to see how they how they do and uh, what improvements they make that, yeah i think i think i feel the same way like i feel from what i played so far it does feel like a modern fighting game but the fact that it's so it does feel like an mvp is minimal viable product for those of you not in production and uh, software production <laughs> um and it's a really solid one too like i don't see um anything really broken right except that it is a very limited function set um, yeah, so I feel there's potential here. And I think that's really it for the good points. It kind of reminded me of horror movies and techno. What? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. For the uh, casual viewer, listener, player, they're all the same. Horror movies are all the same. Techno music, that's kind of all the same. Mm. These PVPs are all kind of the same. But actually once you're in the genre and you know it, you understand the kind of tropes. What's interesting to you then is what the differences are mm. and like how it's subtly different to the rest of the genre and the kind of the tropes and the expectations and how they kind of twist those expectations. Once I you see. know the thing, yeah, but it's quite hostile or it's difficult at least for someone new coming to horror movies or techno or PVPs to see or to have that context to understand, oh, this is why it's interesting, or oh, this is why it's different. It just kind of seems like everything else in that in that genre. Right. That's okay. my theory. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good analogy. Mm. Um, Thank you. I was working on that on the subway this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Which is to say, I haven't really played any PVPs as we talked about previously. You One mean must fighters, fall. yeah. You haven't really played a lot of fighters. One must fall, which was released in two in nineteen. Or is it One Must Rise? One must fall. One must fall. Yeah. <laughs> My skills and knowledge in this area are limited, so I think it's difficult for me to come in and actually appreciate what's going on. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah, sure, it's a fighter. That's yeah. cool. Did you feel like you were fighting? I mean, not like in real life, I'm, but like 
you're enjoying the fighting experience of this? Sometimes I think the opponents were so easy mm. that it didn't present much of a challenge. Yeah. You know, you could, you can just win just by tapping. You don't need to know these special moves. Do the opponents get harder as you play more? So I'll tell you when they start getting harder, harder mm. after you beat the 20th person oh, is boy. when it starts to ramp up and say, okay, now it's getting a little challenging, but it's a really fast ramp up because I was beat. <laughs> on opponent 22 although that takes a long time to get to so it's a very shallow curve to begin right. with and then bam you get you're it dead right. buddy <laughs> let's go to the bad points uh it's really feels like an alpha game like i thought maybe it was just a clever nomenclature but <laughs> it was actually announcing that hey this is an alpha game yeah i put the same uh there was no no progression or an endless parade of people to fight right uh, he's like okay that's fine but i guess coming from my limited experience of street fighter you know oh you get the different stages you're right. fighting in different worlds and maps and areas and you get that feeling of oh we're getting somewhere rather than just endless people turning up and even if it was endless fighting around. i feel like they could have done some sort of opportunity of where because like if you think about mobile games these days it and is we like do a, on a weekly basis <laughs> it is an endless thing right like you have endless runners but what's what's yeah. good about them is that it gives you milestones, right? It gives you some note to say, hey, you've gotten this far or like, hey, you just beat the 10th opponent or you just reached mile six and it sort of celebrates those moments. But with this game, they could have added stuff like that. And I felt like, oh, this is actually like a pretty good mobile experience for a fighter because no one's really done this before. Um, so maybe they could have done that, but I don't. I think it doesn't line up with what they intend to do with it as a fighter, which is to make it seem like a proper console fighter, right? Where you have story modes where you take a character and you go through the story and you have little conversations, and at the end you feat you, you you fight the last person, and then like it gives you a little bit of story at the end, which is like a normal fighting game, right? Um, what they don't have is like this endless mode where it just you know gets you on the milestones of fighting like the 50th character or like well, the most character how possible. far you got yeah, yeah for sure my next bad point what the f is gogi well i just told you it's uh it's korean delicious meat. korean meat <laughs> <laughs> well this is this is true in the context of this game still baffled by it yeah so a lot of fighting games have like this meter right like it could be uh, the meter it could be the hyper <laughs> it could be the hyper meter it could be like the i don't know the third strike meter whatever meter is like this thing that charges up eventually and you can expunge it with your final move to have a devastating load on this person <laughs> that's quite an upsetting imagery but i understand what you're saying and if you save it for like your final move and you happen to beat the person with it, then it has multiple effects of you exploding and all that stuff. And it's a glorious ending. Um, so I feel like this is fighting layers version of it or fighting EX layers version of it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it doesn't seem to doesn't, have been it, actually <laughs> built out or make any sense yeah. to, for someone who's not going to go on the internet and look for it to understand what's going on. Super confusing. Yeah. My next bad point is that, Right now, because there isn't any explanation on like how the fighting system actually works, it, the fighting seems shallow. Like you're just tapping, right? You're moving your fingers all around and it's not really registering anything. 
because it's in like a training mode as well, I wish when I performed the moves correctly, they would show you some sort of success, right? Saying like, mm, hey, you idea. just yeah. did Skullomania's triple flip back twirl move by doing this, right? Then you can at least establish some of those patterns and identify what you did. But right now, there's nothing, even like when you string a combo together, it doesn't really tell you that you've done a combo. My final bad point is... It still, it still seems unfair to be reviewing a product that's in alpha, I now realize, in hindsight, but that's not going to stop us. I uh, would have liked to have seen a multiplayer. I can imagine Sam versus Edwin. Wouldn't that be a great game? That'd be a great game. Yeah, maybe down the line, uh, the opportunity will present itself. Because the, well, at least the AI in the beginning levels or until I got bored was not much of a challenge. Mm-hmm. My final bad point, I'm not really sure what's happening. Like... I, it's only after I played it and I looked at it and said, okay, yeah, this is, this is definitely an alpha. But if you come into this expecting like this is a fully baked game, there's no, like, you're not going to know what you're doing. Uh, especially if you don't have experience in this game previously. Had you played it on PS4? No. But even, even playing other fighting games, there's some set level of expectation and you'll be completely, you, I feel like you'll be lost even if you have that. Sam, what is your final seven day rating for Fighting X Layer Dash Alpha? Two days. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I played up to level. I played. I fought like twenty-two characters on the first day. To be honest, I'm impressed you actually kept count that that high. Well, it tells you how many people you've beat. Really? Yeah, oh, on wow. the top, okay. but it doesn't tell you afterwards. Oh, I that's see. the only thing that's oh. missing, right? So you don't know how far you've you gone previously. You, you just know. To, you know yeah. yourself. And uh, I fought with Alan. I thought that was the only character that was available to you. Hmm. Because I think it just starts you off with Alan. Right. It's not entirely obvious which characters are highlighted, which ones are dimmed out right. on, that, on that character select screen. Yeah. And then the next time I played with Skullomania, realized it's the same thing. I didn't get up to like character 22 because it's actually, I played for about, I'd say a good 30 minutes when I got to, no, not 30 minutes, like maybe 10, 15 minutes, which is a long time in the mobile world. Um Second time, maybe I played for five, ten minutes and then said, okay, that's it. I'm good. Uh, I'm going to wait for the update. Yeah, for me, I played a little bit more, but it's a, it's a four days. It's not quite there yet. I think if you're, if you're a connoisseur of the fighting genre, hmm. you will probably enjoy this and you'll be excited for what's to come. But I think for a casual gamer who's not really into the fighting games, it's not there yet. Right. It wait is free updates. though. It is free. There's no monetization in there yet. So if you want to experience what a pretty solid fighting game might feel on a mobile, I'd say check it out. Graphics are great. Looks great. Has some cool selection screen music. You love that music. Yeah. It's very Japanese arcade type music. So give it a try. Sam, it is your turn to choose what game you shall play for the next seven days. So we've talked about this game previously. Okay. These are the type of games that you usually like. Oh, I'm listening. These are the type of games that Sandra <laughs> usually doesn't like. <laughs> what I'm talking about is you have seven days to play. Golf Peaks. Ooh. I'm excited. Let me read you the description. Please. Golf Peaks is a tiny puzzle game where you climb mountains by playing golf. <laughs> Famously the best way to climb a mountain. Use cards to move the ball, solve over 100 handcrafted levels, and conquer the summits. App Store, game of the day in 100 <laughs> countries. <laughs> wow, that's good. So this is a indie game. 
<laughs> made by a Lucas Spiru- Spiruka. Apologies to the world. Sorry. Uh, I know you've been hankering for some golf action. <laughs> this seems to have a good puzzle action as well. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to play it. I think it is, is it 199 299 $2.99 on okay. the App Store. Cool. I look forward to playing this. And this time I can say that genuinely. <laughs> Before we go, Sam, do you have a thing of the week? So I took your advice. Uh-oh. And I... <laughs> a dangerous way to start a sentence. <laughs> or a dangerous way to live your life, really. Well, I, I like taking risks, mm-hmm. you know. Smart. Um, I like taking guided risks. <laughs> <laughs> so I took your advice and I watched Umbrella Academy. Ah, ha-ha. I just finished the last episode last night. So for context, I rather enjoyed it. I would say I enjoyed it as well. Mm. More on the enjoy side. And (laughs) there's some like, you know, I wouldn't say it's like the best show, best superhero show that I've experienced. It's no supernatural. (laughs) It's no (laughs) supernatural. Hey, nothing (laughs) is like supernatural. Okay. (laughs) Can't even compare the two. Um, So I do have issues with it, though. I would expect nothing less. And I don't think these are major issues. It's just more like head scratching, right? Like, and the other thing is, I don't want to spoil everything, but maybe we can spoil it in the context of the first episode, right? That's fair enough. In the first episode, it's established that it's a group of these kids that were assembled by this one person, this rich millionaire, um, because he's found this thing where he sees that they have superpowers, right? right? Yeah. So one thing that sort of glossed over in the entire series and it was established in the first episode is that there was something like 47 children were born on this day out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Like the women that were pregnant with these childs in a matter of one hour became pregnant and then gave birth. Right. And these were the kids that were born on that day. Mm hmm. Nothing in the entire series, there's nothing else mentioned about the other 40, I think 40, I said, 40 four, children. 40 of them, yeah. Yeah. Because we only ever see about, we only learn about seven of them. Right. Um, so maybe series two will take advantage of that, but I just found it interesting yeah. that that was completely dropped off after the first 15 minutes of the show. Yeah. Was it that 40 of them did, don't have superpowers? But yeah, you're right. No, I forget. No. Maybe it was like a throwaway line that I missed or something. But yeah, you're right. I don't recall Cause what, what happened to those other 40. What the millionaire did was he went to all of them and asked them if he can adopt them and for money. Right? Right. Okay. As you do. And out of the 40, these seven were the only ones that he was able to adopt. Oh, I see. So there's now 40 others. Yeah. Who maybe don't know they have special powers. Right. Mm, so I found that super interesting. The other thing is there are so many established things uh, in the world that doesn't is not explained. Oh, I love stuff like that. But yes, I know it drives some people crazy. Right. And I really like the characters uh, who come to assassinate someone. Right. I believe their names are Hazel and Cha-Cha. <laughs> Initially, yes. I hated them because I felt like one of the actors was trying too hard to speak. Um, but throughout... Mary the- J. Blige is not the best actress well i I actually enjoyed mary j blige because i think she's a badass (laughs) yeah i mean she's awesome but right she's not the best actress but they also didn't give her too many lines this is true it was more of hazel Mm, right but like i warmed up to him uh towards the the middle of the episode but i also feel like they have superpowers because they're almost like indestructible 
agents that are being, I was going to say pounded on by the Umbrella Academy. Uh, but like, they're very tough, right? And I felt like that was never explained in any way. Like, are they just regular humans that work as these contractors? Let's I, get to time travel around yeah. this. Yeah. I think it's interesting to think about this in the context of Marvel or rather Disney's launching their own streaming service mm. and taking all the rights away or at least moving the IP of their superhero shows off of other services and onto Disney Plus, I believe it's going to be called. This seems like Netflix taking, going, okay, all right, we can't make any more Jessica Jones or the Invincible Four, the Furious Five. What's Fantastic Four? The Defenders, sorry. Mm. <laughs> uh, which, to be honest, fine, I'm quite okay with them not making more of those. And searching around for other comic book adaptations they can do and finding maybe more interesting things. Right. I, mean, I found this more enjoyable than most of the Marvel TV shows that Netflix have done. Yeah, there's they added in just the right amount of drama, I feel. And I kind of like that their powers were more grounded uh, and more like random. Right. Yeah. I feel with like the yes. X-Men or Marvel stuff there's a set level of how much superpowers they have, right? And so you're generally seeing like, these are their limits, but they're super strong, right? And it's, it's like bracketed nicely. Whereas with Umbrella Academy, it's kind of all over the place, right? Like one of the people just has the ability to bend what he throws. <laughs> right. Right, and that's it. And the other person, yeah, like the other person just... Ha- Oh, right. So the, he's the guy that wears a mask that just like makes the whole promo photos look terrible. Right. Did you ever watch Misfits? I did. I love Misfits. <laughs> and the guy from Misfits is also in this show. It took me a while to put the two together because... I, did, yeah. I didn't recognize him at yeah. first. <laughs> right, me neither. Yeah. And like, oh, and it makes sense. Like he kind of steals the show. He does. In this show too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. So thumbs up? Uh... Well, let's wait for season two and see uh, see if you agree then. Yeah, I did. I did like it. I, I would say I enjoyed my experience with this show. Um, but yeah, a lot of questions, a lot of like head scratching. I'd say, yeah, generally a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, questions, head scratching. Sounds like watching the OA. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's what's next for you. <laughs> so that's my thing of the week. I have a quick one. Uh, I have found my new favorite podcast. Beach too sandy, water too wet. The premise of this show is that the co-host of And That's Why We Drink, uh, Christine Schaefer and her brother, read one-star reviews based around a theme each week. Oh, are they brother and sisters? They are. Oh, yes. I see. Yeah. You know, they have the chemistry. She's in a very, very popular podcast. So, you know, they've got the chops. Yeah, they have it based around a theme each week. Maybe it's uh, liquor stores in... Kind of difficult, in Kentucky right? or... Uh, what did they just do? Museums in Boise, Idaho. Coffee shops in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> that was so good. good. Uh, strip clubs in Las Vegas. In addition to that, they have a little challenge, a challenge to try and find a review mentioning a specific thing. So one of the ones is like, find a review of a Trump hotel that's one star from a Trump supporter. Interesting. <laughs> or find a review about toothpaste where an adult swallows it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's very good it's very entertaining they're a nice 20 to 30 minutes little snack uh they've got 20 episodes out so far uh very enjoyable haven't 
cried with laughter on public transit for a while, <laughs> at least since, you know, my dad wrote a porno is between seasons. Uh, I'm enjoying it very much. Check it out. There'll be links in the show notes. Yeah, I did check out a few episodes and it's really good. So I listened to the <laughs> coffee in Seattle, coffee shops in Seattle one. And the one previous to that, which I think was something about don- uh, diners, donut shops. But yeah, definitely listen to it. Uh, I really like the, it's very kind of like laid back, but yes, entertaining. Yeah, like super chill, but fun. You can pretty much start anywhere. Uh, strip clubs in Las Vegas is a, is, is a pretty good place to start. Oh, comedy clubs in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, which, yeah. <laughs> my only question is, should I start from the first and then go forward? Or should I just decide to go backwards until I hit, I get to a point where they're not fully baked in yet? Do you know what I mean? Like, I always have that thing with podcasts as I feel they get better as it goes along yeah. to a certain point, right? Yeah. I would say at this at this point, since they've, they're only twenty or so episodes in, just go back and start from just, the beginning. Yeah, that's okay. what I did. I kind of listened to the most recent one. Went, oh, okay, this is good. Handpicked a few others. I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. Then I went back to the beginning and listened through. Mm. And like that first episode, yeah, it's pretty good, even from the get go. And there's a bunch of recurring jokes that then happen, or at least characters. Okay. <laughs> Garlic fries, <laughs> garlic fries. <laughs> <laughs> And the the Baron of Cream. Oh my god, it's very good. So yes, check it out. Uh, Available now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Quick bonus thing of the week. I'm going to put a link to a great Game of Thrones recap video that I've been watching. 56 minutes and it pretty much tells you everything you need to know starting from season one up to the present day. Just for a recap because new new season is coming out. Final season is starting. Well, as this episode comes out. Yep. So once you listen to this episode, then you can go and watch Game of Thrones because I'm sure that's the order of operations. That's what you need to do. Seven days to play and then GOT. (laughs) And that's our show. Sam, we shall be playing Golf Peaks. Golf Peaks. Which I may already be playing. Play along (laughs) with us. You got seven days to play. Do it. Do it now. Seven days to play.